millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Scary. All too often, paranormal events or encounters seem far-fetched. How do you prove you witness something otherworldly when that something cannot be contained for others to study? Thank you to Katrin B for sending in an encounter that she and her husband, I'm sure, will never forget. And for some clarity, these stories are narrated by myself, Will, in the first person to allow them to come to life and, well, scare you. If you would like to hear exclusive scary episodes and other bonus content, consider joining our Patreon, the link of which is in the bio. Now, Let's listen to Katrin B's encounter. My story takes place about eight years ago in the northeast of Ohio. One day out of the blue, I received a message from my mother, Cindy. She told me that I had belongings that I needed to remove from the old farmhouse where I grew up. This was odd because my husband Tim and I had been estranged from my family for several years due to their emotional and physical abuse. I hadn't lived in that house for many years and we were skeptical as to what could have been left from my childhood. But we reluctantly agreed to remove whatever they claimed I had left there. To say the farmhouse was in disrepair is a <laughs> understatement. It looked like an episode of that TV show, Orders. Cindy had to move boxes and junk from the stairs, so that we could get up to my old room and then we had to 
force the door in because it was blocked shut with so much stuff. I remember thinking that the hole upstairs had a eerie feeling to it. And my old bedroom had a downright malevolent feel that even my husband picked up on. Tim and I gathered a bag or two of clothing, childhood books, you know, random odds and ends left over from my youth. Almost immediately, strange things began happening. We stopped on the drive home and purchased a Polar Pop. It's a huge uh, styrofoam cup of gas station soda. I remember as we were continuing our drive home, my husband Tim's cup exploded. It was as though someone had crushed it with their hand wrapped around the cup and it sprayed it all over him. We joked that ghosts from the farm and my parents' uh, negative energy had uh, followed us home. If only we knew what was to come. Once we got home, we put my belongings into um, our basement. Afterwards, we went back up and watched a bit of TV. And that's when my husband turned and said, Could I see it? He was terrified. I never saw what he was referring to, but he said that there was a large shadow standing watching us from the hallway. I thought maybe he was trying to spook me. He said it was standing there motionless in the hallway. I didn't really put much pass because I thought he was joking. When we went to bed that night I could hear someone walking down the hallway into our bedroom and then felt a tug on the blankets over where my husband was. This type of behaviour became a regular occurrence and it prompted me to sage the house and tell whatever had come home with my belongings to go away and that I wasn't welcome in our home. It didn't work. (laughs) In fact, the activity not only picked up in the home, but it began traveling with us. It seemed especially focused on my husband. It used to lock him inside the car. When I would get out of the car and travel over to the driver's side, it would unlock in my hand before I would even pull on the handle. 
this happened, I want to say, about three times. The GPS would make strange noises as well and tell us to turn when we weren't even using it. Wipers would go off on their own. Each time these things happened, they would cease when I told it to stop. One night we had an argument, which is a huge deal because we rarely argue. Mid-argument, we looked at each other with fear and said, this isn't us. This is whatever thing is in this house. It's making us angry. Our things would get moved and reappear in odd places, like the middle of the bed, after I had insisted that whatever this thing was was to give it back. Our two cats would look at something intently as well. I would say, if something's there, move to the left corner of the ceiling. And so the two girls would follow its movements. I did this several times to ensure I wasn't leading them with my gaze or tone of voice. And they always looked where I told the entity to go. We actually started to get really frightened. During one sleepless night we pinpointed the activity to when we brought home the crap from my parents' farm. To my everlasting shame, we packed up everything we took from my parents' farm and dropped it off at a donation site in the middle of the night. I told her that I couldn't come home with us and I saged us and the jeep before we drove home and went to sleep. The home was quiet that night and we thought everything would go back to normal. We were wrong. I went to the basement to put clothes in the washer and I noticed there was blood on the floor. I immediately thought one of our cats must have been injured, but the blood itself was odd. I kind of squatted down and took a look at the first splash, and it was just that, a splash as though it had fallen from really high up, a height much, much higher than our cat's. I followed one still wet droplet to another, and another, and another. It was as though something was dripping blood in a path, and then it went into, it went into the wall. The droplets were into the wall, and then they just disappeared. It takes a lot to scare me and I was terrified. 
the realisation that this blood was not from our cats, we thoroughly checked them over for any injuries. And that our futile attempt to get rid of the entity had failed enveloped me with a icy chill and I remember I screamed for Tim. He kind of looked at the blood with yeah, increasing concern. I actually took a Q-tip sample of the blood and called a friend of mine that's more proficient with the occult than I am. She said that incidences involving blood were really bad. No shit. <laughs> and were very rare. She recommended utilising divination to determine what we were dealing with and what to do. I remember being really disappointed because that was hardly the expert advice I was expecting and I got a feeling she maybe didn't believe me. Me and Tim both kind of said to each other that we were way past tarot cards. Until this point I didn't really believe in demons, full stop. I was raised Catholic but my beliefs were always a bit witchy. I didn't believe in demons but this seemed like a demon. Sage didn't work. Protective barriers didn't work. Telling it to leave didn't work. Getting rid of the objects we thought it was attached to didn't work. I decided that this called for a scorched earth carpet bombing. I was going to pull out all the stops to get rid of this fucker. I got holy water and found a recording of an exorcism. I did the normal witchy cleansing and had my husband constantly bellowing sage and throwing holy water while playing the exorcism on repeat and went room by room through the house. When we got to the stairs going down to the basement I could tell the entity was angry. I remember feeling it shove me in the back when I was walking down the steps. We went on and covered the whole basement. But I had a feeling it was still there. I told my husband I could feel it and he said that that's everything, well, except for the crawl space. The door was at chest height and um, it blended into the basement wall. I didn't even realise it was there. You know, with shaky hands, I you know, opened the crawl space door and I will never forget what I saw when I opened that door. Right in front of me, the apparition of a pale and gaunt creature, really long arms, crouched hanging from the ceiling in the back wall. I blew smoke at it through holy water, played the exorcism and shouted at it to get the hell out of our house. 
what I saw was not what my husband saw. To me, I saw a creature scurry past me on the wall, spindly legs, I'll never forget them. It ran the length of the right side of the crawl space on the wall, past my right side into the half bath in the basement and through the wall and was gone. I remember saying to my husband, did you see that? He said he didn't see anything. I still wish I was him. I wish I had never seen it because I still am haunted by it till this day. A few days later, Tim cleaned up the blood and threw the Q-tip sample away, which made me pretty mad because that was the only proof that we had that this occurred. He said he wanted to put it all behind us. Looking back at it, I find it odd that it fixated so much on Tim. We don't really tell anyone about it, rarely talk about it, except to say, did that really happen to us? I can understand if people find what happened to us hard to believe because it is so unfucking believable. This whole thing lasted about three or four weeks. I kind of wish I could go back to when I believed demons weren't real. We've pretty much uh, walled off that experience in our minds and go on with daily life pretending that it didn't happen because the alternative is that entities like what I saw really do exist. My advice is to be careful of what you bring around your person and into your own space because you never know who will take advantage of that invitation or wreak havoc on your life. If you have your own real life paranormal story and would like me to narrate it on the show, you can send it to scary a paranormal podcast at gmail.com join me next week for another scary episode hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.